I went from reading uh, the book The Dispossessed, which describes, it's like a sci-fi book that describes like an, an anarchist society, like a functioning one. I went from reading that to reading the oral history of Nickelodeon. <laughs> it gave me <laughs> A now description of an anarchist society that failed. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Be happy. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Funny Papers, a show where three thirty-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic '90s cartoon show Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. It's time to duel. And Jim. If you've dreamed me as a result of this podcast, you may be entitled to compensation. From other people. Uh, today, we cover episode 23, part one of Doug. Uh, and if you're following along on YouTube, this is episode 25 due to the time break. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 23, part one's title is Doug's Hot Ticket. Why is it a hot ticket? Because <laughs> it's is spicy. It's a sexy t- ticket. It's stolen. Actually, maybe that's it. It's entirely possible it is stolen, given the circumstances. Yeah, I thought it would be funny if she gave him, like, fake tickets. I think it is literally stolen. Like, kind of based on what she says. Yeah. Yeah. In this one, Judy's date gives Doug tickets to the Beats. Which, by the way, they saw the Beats last, literally the last episode. So there's, like... There's like no impetus to go to a concert yeah, like no. two days in a row. Yeah, we got we're jumping right into it on this one. But like the opening sequence is Doug being super pumped about how I can't believe it. The Beats playing just sixty miles away in Bloatsburg. They played your school literally <laughs> last week. You set week. it up. You set <laughs> yeah. it up. You we just <laughs> saw it. It would be one thing if these episodes were like you know a season apart. That was yeah. the last episode. Yeah. Episode fucking 22, part two, was when Doug organized the beats coming to his school, and and he, like, hung out with them, too. He was, like, backstage <laughs> with them. Yeah, they, like, everything about that was, okay, this is the best possible interaction a boy could ever have with a band he's big into. Never fucking mind. Yeah. Why can't they have more than one band? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, get an idea to run that concept by me again. Uh, yeah, yeah. Two band? That's not one. <laughs> uh, no, no, thank you. Well, okay, Doug can only think of one thing at a time, so he can probably only remember one song, one band. One band. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, but so this this episode, like, time and space are all very over sick. the fucking very, place. Very yeah. and more so than usual. It starts <laughs> off with time being particularly sick, and it gets worse from there. Yeah. And, like, okay, and we, we've talked about this. Before we get, like, super into this, like, you guys are saying, you know, okay, he just met them, right? And, and he did. And even with the time break, like, even with, you know, the order of episodes and stuff, like, there's evidence in this that demonstrate that this episode definitely happened after the last episode, after the one where the Beats played at his school. Uh, so it's not just, like, out of order for that reason. Maybe, I guess they just, like, forgot about him? But, but also, we raised a lot of questions in that one of whether the beats were a local act or whether they were a big famous band and they have to be at least statewide yeah, yeah. and they 
They they have to be. Like, there's so many things in this episode. But of, they like, played at high school for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is so much. There is so much in this that just does not click. And that's before we get to the just plain weird shit. Yeah. This one's fucking wild. So, yeah. So let's let's get this one started. So, Doug and Skeeter are in, in Pork Chop are walking down the street, uh, and they're singing a new beat song. They're singing... My foot's asleep, wow. asleep. my foot's asleep, asleep. Wow. I got no feeling because my shoes are cheap, cheap, cheap. Wow. Which, okay, okay, whatever. It's the same kind of, like, you know... Well, they finally have a fifth song now, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah. This one, so I don't have any strong opinions on. I yeah. I thought it was funny Doug was doing backup vocals on his own show. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but do you want to put him up front? Yeah, it's his, it's the show called Doug. Yeah, he has a new he's a news anchor. He's famous. It's, right. He's a <laughs> he's a trained professional now, I guess. <laughs> guess. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so they're like, yeah, you know, like we were saying, the beats are playing just sixty miles away in Bloatsburg. That's where Doug used to live. Uh that's where he moved from. Uh that's where he like, has family. <laughs> that's true. He does. Fuck. <laughs> Okay. I'm just saying, so, if you're doing any fucking continuity, Aunt, whatever the fuck her name was, probably could put you up for a second. <laughs> it's true. So they're they're like, all right, well, we gotta get tickets, and oh boy, we good thing we thought to get, line up for tickets two hours before they go on sale, right? And they show up to the ticket counter, and oh no, the lines are on the block, right? Like everybody's here. It's a pan out joke. Yeah, like they're really yeah. pumped about the fact that oh yeah, we got here two hours early. We're so smart. Oh no, no. I guess that's what that crowd of people is there for. <laughs> yeah, so yeah pan out I... joke. It has to pan out with the characters too. It can't just be the audience for it to work. Right. For it to actually work. And they had walked down the street like next to those yes. people. <laughs> Doug is kind of like uh like horse with blinders on. He do- Doug doesn't have peripheral vision. Yeah, he doesn't have peripheral vision or mental vision like or object gets- permanence. <laughs> right. <laughs> or really any high functioning skills. I don't know. He has access to his imagination zone on command. That's true. And he does he have draw. the Sherlock uh, Mind Palace. Yeah. The Sherlock Mind Palace only significantly more useless. Right. And I guess we did see that one time that he can draw photorealistic drawings uh, in this universe's context. He can animate reality. Right. <laughs> and he re- animates reality so well that he confuses it with the fictions that... He confuses reality with the fictions he's created... As in the case of when he was blaming, finally, Roger's gonna get what's coming for him. For that thing that I had him do in my comic books one time. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Well, speaking of that, this leads Doug into another fantasy. Uh, And it it basically is showing up at, like, the Beats living at an old folks' home. Uh, The old Beathead's home, which has a Beat garden. Uh Nice. Jokes. (laughs) <laughs> yes uh and it's taking the perspective of a reporter and the reporter asked the beats so tell us of the five thousand beats concerts and you remember them all i'm sure what was the best one 
No question about it. Had to be that time we played Bloatsburg. Yep, Bloatsburg was our biggest beach blowout ever. We played all night. And then it pans out of that and shows Doug and Ske- old Doug and Skeeter watching from Doug's house, and they're saying they're living at they the same it. house as his parents. Yeah, they're li- well. I mean, Doug probably inherited the house, and Skeeter Doug inherited the house, and Skeeter married Doug. I'm very glad right. for both of them. <laughs> also, I wish them well. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, pork chops not there. <laughs> no. Womp womp. Well, he was 30 when we. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we know that pork yeah. chop makes it at least to like age 40. So right. I assume that a dog making it to age 80 was a little bit. Much. <laughs> that's unrealistic. Yeah, no, the least what... realistic part about this is that all the members of a rock band from the 70s are alive. Yeah, <laughs> and st- and still friends. Yeah, <laughs> and still like sane. <laughs> yeah. And have memories. <laughs> yeah. What's no, that, what uh, was your be- best concert you ever did? Who sent you? <laughs> yeah. Are Who you the me? cops? Who sent Are you the drugs? Are you yeah. the drug cops? <laughs> Jim, what bands do you know? <laughs> oh, you know, Jesus. a couple of them. <laughs> the ones that are on watch lists. If you're not oh on a watch God. list, is what you make even really music? Right. It's, is it art, man? <laughs> right. It is an art until you get arrested for it. That's at least what I told my lawyers. Right. Yeah. Man. And it is why this podcast is art. Thank you, FBI. <laughs> you're using uh, what amendment was it that said that you could do the podcast if it was art? 69th. <laughs> there it is. It's nice. Nice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we, we zoom out of this uh, old Doug and old Skeeter are clutching their heads going, oh, no, we missed it. Uh, because as they get to the front of the, uh, as they get to the front of the, like, ticket counter, turns out there are no more tickets left. They just miss them. Dang it. Dang it. We can't go to see the show that we just saw. We've seen seven times this year. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know if this is year one or year two, because it happened after the canoe trip, which was uh, allegedly after and during year two. I don't, I don't know, man. It happened uh, at some point during the hideous ball of yarn a cat has decided to first attack and then mate with. That right. is this show's timeline. Uh huh. So and it, hey, it's got it's cat penis get worse. in there, gentlemen. God, and this is gonna get worse. This timeline of this episode is gonna get worse as we go. Uh, but okay, so then uh, she cuts to Doug. He's writing in his journal. He's saying, "Oh man, it was the worst day of my life that this happened. Uh, that we didn't get the tickets." Doug and- has so many worst days in his life coming up. <laughs> the first I mean, time Doug like- gets a boner. It's going to be real bad, team. It's going to be real fucking bad. Dear Journal, I'm confused. (laughs) I mean, I feel like Doug has actually written in previous episodes about it being the worst day of his life. So I guess this is a Yeah, he says that it as often as I say this is the worst one yet. Certainly (laughs) this episode I don't think is the worst one yet. It's not. It's not. It's just the most confusing canonically. Yeah, this one is the most chronologically fucked up, but because it is such an absolute mess, it's quite entertaining to watch. Right, exactly. Also, this is the part where somebody mentions sucking out diesel fuel with their lips, and that's uh, (laughs) always an important moment. Yeah, that's that's, right. 
It's not Doug, though, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, so this is this is a grown person who says that. That uh, makes it okay. better somehow. <laughs> yeah, it does. Two uh, children. So, so anyway, uh, so Doug is writing this in his journal, uh, and he's say, and he's saying in his head, he's saying, "Oh no, because the tickets were sold out." It doesn't show his lips moving. And then Judy comes into the room and goes, did you say sold out? Because I was, I have thought for a second that somebody needed to hear what selling out was. That would be a joke that would be fitting for my character. That's not going to happen, by the way, Doug. I didn't think about that. But, but also, like, Doug didn't say it out loud. He was, like, his lips didn't move. He was saying it in his head. Elder siblings can read younger siblings' thoughts. This is known. R- really? <laughs> uh, Did your foster uh, never tell you? No, no. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> no, podcast over. <laughs> no, um, but uh, so yeah, so she's just like uh, you know. Oh, did you say sold out? And no, has, <laughs> no, no. I didn't yeah. say that. Yeah, you were thinking it. Anyway, moving on to the torment I'm about to inflict on you. Right. Yeah. Judy. Judy has two tickets. Uh and she tells us how Thank she got... Thank you, convenience. But, like, the way she got those tickets, like, this is probably why it's called Doug's Hot Tickets, right? Like, Judy says... My date for Saturday night bought them. <laughs> he actually thought I would go to a Beats concert. <laughs> why would she have them? Yeah, why yes, wouldn't it's... he have them? Like, the date <laughs> gave her both of the tickets, but didn't keep any for... Him slash herself. The the man that wanted to go didn't keep his own tickets. Actually, is it established that her date for Saturday? Okay, it is. It was a, okay, yeah. so I have to imagine that he was like, well, look, uh, I'd love to take you, but unfortunately, I have to do very important art things on that day. So here, take these two tickets and take somebody else, which is the <laughs> weirdest possible move. Or or maybe, like, is this supposed to be that, like, old trope thing of, like, uh, that they did a bunch in, like, the 70s, 80s, 90s, where it was like, oh, boys just give me gifts and I decide whether they get to go with me or not. Is it is it supposed to be like that? I have no I, idea. It doesn't make sense that she has the tickets. No, I begin to suspect Jim Jenkins doesn't really know what a romantic relationship is like. Call that one Shot in the dark here, fellas Oh no Allegedly Or or maybe she just literally stole them Like maybe they're Doug's hot tickets because Or she just like printed them off Or they just printed off two tickets Because Doug says Doug says they're authentic But like how would he know He's he's an 11 year old boy Yeah, by the way, remember for the rest of this episode Doug is 11 years old yeah and maybe 12 and also sam that's a really good point because thinking ahead a little bit uh we never find out if the tickets are authentic that's right <laughs> what the fuck? that's right that's absolutely right okay yeah let's yeah holy shit okay interesting but anyway so so judy has these tickets also uh, sorry to sorry to interrupt no but, no uh, go for it also it like it also invalidates like the entire like first fifth of the episode because he doesn't actually need the tickets at any point. Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Every part about this episode is, like, it happens an awful lot. In, this is one of the genre yeah. of Doug episodes where uh, we thought this was just a one-off back when it occurred with Grandma, but this is another one in the series of a bunch of minor conflicts are put in front of Doug. God acts to sweep the conflict out of the way, shuffles in a new one, and then just as fast shuffles it out. This episode has the pacing of a DM in a tabletop game who doesn't trust his players to solve problems. Jim, I love that you say that because I was literally just about to say that this is a D&D skill challenge. Yeah, this is a D&D skill challenge for somebody who realizes too late, wait, neither Doug or Skeeter have skills. <laughs> Oh my god, that's good. Yeah, he kind of, but but the DM is kind and lets Doug fail forward. The DM realizes, wait, shit, I uh, I didn't think this one through, you guys. Well, he's doing the Indiana Jones thing of, uh, oh no, Indiana Jones missed his athletics check and he fell down, but oh, but he grabs the ledge, but oh no, he misses his check to climb up, but oh, he's still hanging on, but his gun fell out of his holster, oh no, and then finally he makes the final check and he made it anyway, you know, it's that kind and of thing. And then a small, short, extremely racist caricature spends the rest of the movie with him. That's Indiana Jones, baby. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, okay, so uh, back to Doug. Uh, so basically Judy is like, okay, well, we've got, she's got these tickets and she'll give them to Doug instead of this random boy uh, be, if, if Doug agrees to paint her room completely black. And, okay, sure. I feel like, like Doug's parents might uh, object to that. Doug's parents might object to that if Doug's parents appeared in this episode. Yeah, yeah. They, don't, they don't show up at all, and their son is going on a weird bus <laughs> 60 miles away. <laughs> Doug's, Doug is going on a weird bus. That's a good episode title. Doug, Doug goes on a weird bus. Like... One of the things that gets me about it is, like, there is a brief buildup after all this where, wait, we need permission slips from our parents, but they'd never agree to this, and then they just hand over permission slips and like, yeah. Oh, so you raised that point of conflict for nothing. Yeah. Thanks, Jenkins. Literally, uh, Doug accepts the deal, uh, and it off screen, I guess he paints Judy's room, but there's like a section of like, Doug being going like, oh man, I, our my our parents would never agree to this. Like my parents would never let me go, and then he just has permission slips. Like there's no conflict. Maybe they cut the scene. Maybe this happened. I, it's I don't know, man. Right? Yeah, like this. I don't understand why his parents wouldn't just drive him to the fucking concert, right? And hold on to the tickets for him. I mean, I understand why our parents <laughs> would. Got to go on the. Got to go on the strange bus. I understand why parents wouldn't drive him to the concert because if there is the strange bus for small children, <laughs> then yeah, sure, whatever. That's more time we can spend at the hotel. I guess. But yeah, <laughs> it's... I love the strange bus. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, yeah, we are about so, to hit the strange bus. Let's discuss the strange bus. 
We are. Yeah. Skeeter says that he knows how he'll get that he'll that everyone will get to the Beats concert. He knows about a strange bus that is run by the radio station, the local radio station, that will drive people to Beats concerts anywhere. The Beats bus, Doug. The best and easiest way to any Beats concert. I heard about it on the radio. And all they need is a parent's permission slip, which they have. And a small sample of your blood, for reasons. Right. Yeah, he doesn't even pay them. Like, he just gives them the permission slip, and I guess this There's is no like tickets a, for this. I guess this is like a, like a, like a town, is this like a public service? Is this like, does it, does the radio station, like, run it for, like, a non-profit? I don't know. And also, the bus driver is one of those fucking the town goon guy, the guy who's yeah. the pizza guy, the guy who's the yeah. It's 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 the same fucking guy who does all the like shady jobs in this town. Uh, like not shady in terms of like that's a, a profession that would normally be shady, but it becomes shady in this universe. Anyway, they they get on the bus and it's just like it's it's full of like. It's full of, like, normie kids who we haven't seen before, and they're all singing beat songs out of key and not in rhythm with the music. The bus isn't full. The bus, yeah, there's, like, six people on the bus. It's a very tiny bus. Yeah. It's just a very weird bus. Yeah, there's, like, six people on this bus. People we Uh, haven't seen before and uh, Doug experts. Do we ever see these people again? We'll never see them again. There's no way. I, I mean, we might walk this back later. They might be like weird fringe characters who we haven't seen until we. They started. won't have any lines. Yeah, yeah, I, that's totally it. Um, but like, this would be an awful bus to be on because everybody is singing out of beat in their own way, like off key, like the whole ride, right? I eat my sugar cereal, but it makes my teeth bacteria. And don't eat. Too much fried food! Yeah! I eat killer tofu. Like, I eat killer tofu. But they're, like, I have to. Oh, God. It's just like it would be a miserable bus ride because it doesn't relate to the music. Oh, it is a miserable bus ride, I was about to say. This entire, like, this bus strikes me as a perfect definition of hell. Not least because there's a guy up front who is reciting Beats trivia at you. Unless you are challenging me to trivia battle, music <laughs> seller, I will not have this on my goddamn bus ride. Yeah, the um, the guy, uh, he, he, so first of all, he snaps his fingers. He doesn't say anything to the guy driving the bus. He snaps his fingers and the guy starts driving, which strikes me as like, go, fucking- go. <laughs> yeah. You worm. <laughs> he's just like doing like the, he's like whipping the reins of the horse. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And the bus drives. It's really fucking rude. Uh, and then he gives beats trivia. He says that the title of Killer Tofu used to be Sashwan Bean Curd, but that it was too hard to rhyme. Uh, I mean, I don't know. That, <laughs> like, tofu That's... is a bean curd that is used in Asian cuisine frequently, but that it feels like kind of a bad taste title to me. Normally like, the I... line I'd go with is that's shaped like a joke, but no, this isn't shaped like a joke. This is something that was said to fill airtime. This is this is a fact, a fictional fact. 
<laughs> it's not humorous. This is like minutia, but it's minutia about something that's very boring. Yeah. And but, isn't real. But also Normally like, I'm all about that shit, but it's not even delivered in a funny <laughs> fashion. Yeah, fucking lore master Jim. That should be your thing. Yeah, no, like but, this person is a bad lore master. But I'll do like, battle know, with him just, with a sword. Yeah, oh man, it just it just feels like boring and in poor taste. Like ah, who? I don't know. Yeah, like the overall, like as in much of the rest of this episode, the natural reaction is, um, Mr. Jenkins, sir, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then there's another bit of uh, Doug of uh, Beats trivia that happens where one of the randos says. Uh, that in the song, I Need More Allowance, if you listen really slow, you can hear Wendy Nespaugh say, I love cheese. <laughs> Which was the part that lets us know that this is after the episode yes. from last week, because I Need More Allowance came out last week, because it has yes. the Yodelay He Who's. Yes, this song. Oh, they made is- an album in the, in the <laughs> week that... that- was they made an entire album and massively distributed it across the country in a week. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what happened. Very good. <laughs> but like, regardless of like how long this took to make, it this this proves that this came after the episode at the school, right? Yes. So like, Doug has met the Beats multiple times. Also, Doug and Skeeter are wearing the Beats jackets they got from the first time they met the Beats. Yeah. From wow, right. imagine if the Beats interacted with us. Again, for the and, third time. And this is like, okay, so like, real quick, this whole episode is about Doug and Skeeter running into issues where they like have a hard time getting to the show, right? And that is the plot of the first Beats episode. Like, it, that's that's what happens. And like, like they have recycled so many plots at this point over just two seasons, over, over 22, 23 episodes. They've already recycled multiple plots. Right? Yeah. Well, we have uh, like four more seasons to go. So. <laughs> uh-huh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Buckle in. Um, but okay, so, yeah, so we know this. We have time framing now. We have time framing that, uh, this comes after that episode. Uh, and, okay, so they, they're driving, they're driving. Uh, this is a 60-mile trip, right? So, let's assume, how long do you think that takes? Probably, like, at the edge case, two hours? Like, very fast is an hour, because you're yeah. only 60 miles an hour. So, probably one to two hours. Yeah. Yeah. So like somewhere hour and a half, one to you two hours. Imagine the max. concert arena is probably on the outskirts of the city because building them in the center of the city is a pain in the ass. Sure, sure, that's true. Okay, so let's. So you want to say two hours? Sure, two hours. Two hours. Cool. So on the way to the arena where this is being played, uh, and and we find out twenty miles out of Bloatsburg. So this is probably like an hour or maybe thirty minutes into the trip. They make a stop. They make a stop at a diner uh, because it's a just a pit stop. Everybody take 10 minutes and go get a snack, right? And, okay, everybody piles off the bus. And remember, 10 minutes. They stress this a bunch. They're like, don't forget, be back in 10 minutes, right? I like the idea that they require permission slips, but they're totally willing to leave children behind in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that they don't, like... 
take registry that they don't like do roll call. Yeah, or just have the guy go in and be like, "Hey, we're we're taking off. Come on." Yeah. <laughs> well, he might have, but Doug just wasn't fucking paying attention because he never pays attention. Yeah, neither to is Skeeter. Yeah, yeah, normally Skeeter is at least paying some attention to the outside world. Right. So. They it's get, also like trying to get food in a diner in 10 minutes is impossible. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. not how this works, team. Yes, definitely. Um, so they get to the diner and they sit down uh, and they sit down with the, well, the guy who was running it. When they did a, a shot of the diner, did you notice who was in one of the booths? I sure did. I Go did. for it. <laughs> fucking do it. It was old Skeeter. Leader from the fucking fantasy zone is in this fucking diner. Oh shit! Uh-huh. Time is actually sick now. <laughs> yeah, Time is extra is sick. Like, Fuck! And he's wearing the same clothes. He's got the same hairstyle. It's literally old Skeeter from the fantasy zone. Uh huh. <laughs> this is the diner on the bridge on the edge of reality. Uh huh. <laughs> this is where time, space, and all other things converge into. Weird anecdotes about truckers for some fucking reason. I mean, maybe that's why ten minutes gets so distorted, right? Maybe that's why you can order a you can order your meal at a oh, diner. Oh wait, right. We also skipped over. The name of the diner is Eat Then Gas. Aha, joke. Ah, uh, I didn't get it. <laughs> but but like okay, so maybe this diner is like you say the diner at the end of time. Like maybe this is like the time. Maybe this is the time break. Oh maybe this shit! Is what causes- because there's another important part of that. Like when they say ten minute break. Like that's right. It's ten minutes, one fifth of an hour, six hundred seconds. Hey team, <laughs> what happens when you divide by sixty by five? I didn't even notice that. I, I that. went back and listened a second time because no, I had to have misheard that. Okay, remember, folks, this is a ten-minute break. Ten minutes, one fifth of an hour, six hundred seconds. Oh my! One fifth of an hour, <laughs> ten minutes. Don't think about it. It'll hurt your brains. <laughs> that owns... 600 yeah, this, seconds. I mean, I know why it's incorrect. I know why it's incorrect, but could you explain for the viewers out there that don't know why that's incorrect? <laughs> 600 <laughs> seconds is one-fifth of an hour. Is four faces of a cube indicate rotational time Richards has taught you, stupid? <laughs> That or 60 divide by 5 is 12 and not 10. One of the two. I mean, we've seen math problems on the board of Doug's classroom. Yeah, now we've learned that one of those math problems is what is one-fifth or one-sixth of an hour? Well, maybe hours are 50 minutes in this world. (laughs) Yeah. One-sixth of an hour is 15 minutes. Fuck you! Look, we've seen, like, we've seen math problems on the board that are, like, in indecipherable that don't mean anything we've seen chemical chemical equations that don't mean anything we've seen maps of time zones of the earth that don't mean anything in the doug universe we've seen we've seen all of this stuff i i really think that doug like exists in like a non-euclidean plane right he must yeah yeah i think it's time started getting very sick and i don't think this is a coincidence around the time doug first interacted with the idol like, when he first yeah, touched the idol of Lamar Bone, that was when we first noticed space getting extremely sick and time followed in short order. Yeah. 
I think the so. influence of Lamar Bone and the unseen master who summoned him, Mr. Butt Savage, is probably <laughs> corrupting time space to the point of unusability. And I mean, this, they had editors on this show, right? Like, they could no. be like, oh, it's actually not a fifth of an hour. No. No one said that at any point. Did they think no. a fifth of an hour was a joke? <laughs> okay. I, I, I'm thinking about this. I So I think that this, like, time is broken, space is broken. Like, I, this has to be intentional because you say this goes through right. editors. This goes through editors. This has to be intentional. This has to be assigned to us and to our listeners, right? Uh, the pink light from God staring directly, boring directly into our foreheads. Right, exactly. And... Uh, so also like was, was the first time did, okay, let's assume that, uh, just from like a point of reference right now, before we do go and do more research, let's assume that time and space did break around the trophy episode when he touched the idol. Did the town goons ever show up before that episode? They showed up yeah, in the very in the first, first episode. episode. Fuck. Never mind. You're right. They were the movers. Damn. But it. All right. we know <laughs> the very first episode was written after the pilot episode and I don't yep. think they showed up after the... I think that was their first appearance. They didn't show up again until after the Idol episode. So I think That's we can true. safely assume the first episode is not actually the first episode. If your eyes uh-huh. are bleeding, that's normal. Well, if space and time are sick, it's possible that he moved in after some of the episodes. Yeah, I think that's the only... <laughs> because in the pilot episode, we don't see his parents. We don't see his family. He's just yeah. there. Time is sick enough that the parents and family moved in afterward, and that's why they sent out Doug to go get us some burgers. Oh. You've lived in the town for a couple of weeks already. And that's why in the car ride to there, they made Doug the navigator, why they gave him the map, is because he knew the way. He's been here. We sent you as the pioneer, Douglas. <laughs> That's that's why that's why the cow is there because that's how Doug had been living before they came. Just sucking the cow off. Yeah, no, he's been of using course. the cow as a He's been using the cow. Oh, makes sense. Oh my god, fine. But like, so, like he, yeah, that's why the cow was there because that was Doug's like pioneer lifestyle. God, it all makes sense. No part of it all sounds like we're suffering from serious breakdowns. So I also just looked it up. I looked up the the writer of this episode, right? The person who wrote this one. Uh, it turns out he wrote uh, he wrote Doug meets Robo Bone. So he wrote the one where he met the fucking beast. <laughs> literally the last time. Literally he, the last. So episode. he's calling back to his own shit. Good shit. Good he shit. wrote. He wrote Doug Battles the Rulemeister, so he wrote other times when time, Wait. When, well, when time when time was sick, Wait. when time got fucked. Yeah, time was sick, but also that means that he was referencing his... He knew he was reusing his own goddamn plot last episode! Yes, yes. Uh, he wrote he wrote Doug versus the Clotzoid Zombies, so like, I guess, like, just... He's weird, just the just like, man guy. So just yeah, right. He's the anti-Semite. Right, got it. And I guess, I guess he did. He also wrote Doug is Quail Man, so he's the Quail Man guy. Uh, he wrote Doug to the Rescue, which is the Quail Man. He's the Quail Man guy. Uh, and he also wrote. He wrote the. He wrote the first fucking time that Doug met the Beats. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sucks so much. That's shit. So good. He's that guy's big guy rules. This guy I could do that. This guy has written two plots and he's gotten five episodes out of them. That's awesome. Oh my god. That's... Oh my god. 
So he wrote two more episodes that come later. He wrote... <laughs> Should I spoil this now? Which one? Please, let's yes, get go. something to look forward to for next he, year. He wrote the episode which Sam has described as his wor- the worst episode in Doug Cannon and Jim Jenkins described as his favorite episode, Doug's Lucky Hat. He also wrote Doug's New Teacher where Doug meets a hot substitute teacher. <laughs> great just great this guy owns this, and that's all he wrote this guy uh this guy rules i uh i um well anyway <laughs> don't mind me just adding a name and a picture to my cardboard oh. No. Circling. <laughs> parody. Rip. Parody. Parody. Allegedly. Parody. Parody. Non, non-actionable. Everyone, it's a joke. It's in the video game. It's a joke. Everyone, we're cool with everybody. <laughs> no, this guy owns. I want to be this guy. Yeah, this guy rules. <laughs> he wrote two fucking plots, and then he caused Sam Perman. He got Jim Jenkins' favorite episode out of, out of, his, out of his brain. He sure did. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, where were we? We were in the diner at the end yeah, of Yeah, they time. just entered the diner. Yeah, we're in the place we will be until we die. And then after that, for a couple thousand years. <laughs> so we're in the Doug Box. Yes. Uh, Look at the Doug Box Diner. You can check out any time you like. You can never leave. Right. <laughs> uh, at least for 50-something more episodes. <laughs> Uh, and okay, so or for another so fifth th- of an hour. Fuck you! <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. So they're at the diner. Uh, they're sitting at the table. They're sitting at the table with the guy who like took the permission slips, and they're talking with him. Uh, and they're like being pumped about the beats. Uh, and a trucker who is also at the table gets mad that they are pumped about the beats. Excitement. Oh, man. You want excitement? Ever drive a 16-wheel monster through a blinded blizzard with only a half a tank and a prayer? Yeah, this trucker was, like, pissed off at at (laughs) them, like, screaming Beats lyrics. And then she's just like, whoa, do you want to hear some stories? (laughs) You ever hear about the time I killed a man? She's basically saying that. She's like, man, I like what's really cool is doing dangerous trucker shit. And it turns out the guy who's been with them, the radio station guy, also used to be a trucker and was like, yeah, man, I, I have done that. And she's like, oh, sick. Okay. And then starts telling them trucker stories. <laughs> yeah. And they take, uh, I don't know how long she does, she tells trucker stories, but. The bus leaves without them. No, but my favorite yeah. part of this is that while she's telling the trucker stories, like the nerd just kind of quietly excuses himself and just like, yeah, I don't really care if I leave these two behind. Who gives a shit? Yeah. These children in the middle of nowhere in a diner. They're making. Where a trucker is accosting them. They're making yeah. friends with the aggressive lady trucker. I'm confident I'm not needed anymore. Right. He's just like, oof, I gotta get out of here. Uh,. And yeah, so maybe they maybe they've been hanging out for there for two fifths of an hour because <laughs> that's the number of time until the next millennium, children. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, so they're hit, they're sitting there and they're listening to these trucker stories, and uh, then the trucker is like, it cuts to later, and the trucker is like, oh well, you know, the open road is calling me, and I gotta go. Uh, and you had to suck the like, diesel out of the tank with your own lips. 
<laughs> yeah, she was telling stories about that, uh, about the good old days when you had to do that. And um, so nowadays we only do it for pleasure. Right. Uh, and then Doug, Doug and Skeeter are like, Can you believe it, Skeeter? We met a real live truck driver. And she sold us meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they got her to sign a copy of the diner's menu <laughs> that they stole. You can't I take guess. that home, Doug. <laughs> yeah. Her name is yeah. Charlene Clutch First, by the way. It's very funny that you would be like, hey, a trucker, can I have your autograph? And then have it be signed on a menu that you can't take home. <laughs> oh, hey, the Grand Slam combo at Denny's was cheap back in the day. Right. <laughs> yeah, Denny's, that's, please sponsor so, us. <laughs> right, exactly. That would be awesome. We got fucking sponsored by Denny's. Holy shit. I would be very into that. <laughs> Hell yeah. It'd be the perfect branding for us. Grand Slam combo at Denny's. It makes your penis smaller and therefore more powerful. <laughs> God. So, yeah, so Charlene signs their menu and signs Charlene Clutch First, which may be her last name. It might just be her catchphrase. Who knows? It might be uh, the title granted her in battle with the nightmare troglodytic hordes. Right, exactly. Uh, and so uh, then Doug and Skeeter, they realize that they've been there for a while. And oh no, they look out the window and the bus is driving away with all six people on it. Oh, and now four people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, also I took a quick look at the menu in the background of the diner. The items on the menu are rhubarb, beet, <laughs> beet a la miof. Root beer and cherry. Who doesn't like a cherry? <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. Name tip yourself. I like a full plate of rhubarb. <laughs> yeah, rhubarb is awesome. What do you think rhubarb is in this universe? I don't think it's good for us to speculate on these things. I'm sure it's not genetically engineered and will not cause you horrible tumors later in life. We gotta make an entry on the Doug Wiki for rhubarb. <laughs> 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 and then also Skeeter doesn't get food, right? Nope. I they both get milkshakes. <laughs> oh yeah, because Skeeter did say I'm starving. You're yes. right. <laughs> well, okay. Recall okay, I'm going Doug Brain on this, but recall one time Skeeter said, Hey, let's go to the Honker Burger because I'm starving. Let's get some shakes. <laughs> this is all yeah. Skeeter eats. <laughs> Skeeter can't digest solid food. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Okay, but so Anyway, we, we find that, oh no, the bus is gone, what do we do? Uh, and Doug and Skeeter's like, well, we should call our parents, right? And Doug is like, we can't do that because they'd think I was a loser or something. Well, right? guess he's not wrong. I mean, I guess. <laughs> um, but the thing is that they always think you're a loser, Doug. It's why they don't take you to any place like the concert. It's why they don't live in the God. house that you live in. Right. Why they'd be okay with Judy just changing her the paint color of her room because they they probably not their house. house. Yeah, it's it's Judy's house now. Right. Uh, But so then they're like, okay, well we can't do that, and so then they're like, well, what do we do? And they look out the window and they see a truck, and they I guess they imagine stealing the truck, right? Yes, they imagine stealing the truck and then driving the truck. Reminder, they are 11 years old. <laughs> uh-huh. And they gag 
midway through the imagination sequence of them having stolen the truck and having transformed into their trucker sonas. But by the way, Skeeter, uh, what's a clutch anyway? Beats me, man. I haven't taken driver's ed yet. <laughs> and then they drive off the cliff. Yeah. And they dying and, a brutal and, death. And they rip the steering wheel off and drive off the edge of a cliff. Uh, and they're driving a truck that says Big Co. So it's Big Company. company. I, what yeah, do you, Big Company. What are they making That's not Big even Co? shaped like a joke. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're just like maybe they're maybe this. Oh, maybe this is a critique of corporate America driving off a cliff, <laughs> being run by people who it's are big, who folks. don't know they don't know how to drive it. They they're they're asleep at the wheel as capitalism drives off a cliff. Sure, that's right. That's <laughs> definitely not sick in the head. That's more coherent than anything else in this episode. So I'll just roll with it. Yes, Big Co eats its young. <laughs> yeah, and at least it kills Doug, so it's not all bad. Right, there are some uh, plus sides. Uh, but okay, so that's the fantasy. They're 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 fantasizing about you know. Well, I guess we can't steal a car. Uh, and and what did you know? It this uh, this summons a cop. Just having this thought uh, summons a cop. I'm Sheriff Melvin B. Yates, the law in Bloodsburg. Played by Jimmy Stewart, apparently. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know who that is. Uh, he's, he's the wonderful life guy. I'm going to pretend oh I know what God. you're talking about. Holy shit. Basically, have you ever seen... Oh, like, have You actually have definitely seen some cartoons <laughs> making fun of it. Because Jimmy, have I? because Jimmy Stewart was this guy who kind of talked like this. And I, like, you see, sir, what's, what's really important is that we have to take oh. value in the, what's important for America, you see? And it's was he the lawyer guy? Sort of, yeah. Like he did, <laughs> okay. Mr. Smith. Oh like he, <laughs> he did a famous movie called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. That has yeah, the, there you go. And this has this whole really heartfelt story about how all we really need to do is believe in what matters to us. You see, I'm just a small town. Yada yada yada. You get the idea. Also, fun fact: yeah. that guy was absolutely a psychopathic right winger. Like he gave <sighs> massive amounts of his money to. Anybody who said they were fighting communism, but Damn. He, he was just really big into this down home understanding of what America really is when you get right down to it. And that means you have to attach a car battery to the testicles of any suspected trade unionists. Dude. I just don't understand why uh, they picked Jimmy Stewart for this voice. Like, it's an impersonator, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like, why? I don't... He doesn't even play a cop in anything, right? No, he oh, doesn't. Okay, I think it's because they were like... You know how Doug's relationship with referential humor is, hey, you remember this thing? It's uh-huh. probably just, hey, you remember this voice? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's I don't voice you know. I don't like it, but you're right. <laughs> I think so. I, I think was just laughing just... about Jimmy Stewart planting marijuana on Skeeter. Now <laughs> 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 oh, look, son. Uh, I I don't mean to alarm you, but uh, proper American town doesn't have anybody who looks like you in it. Oh no! You've got the wacky tobacco on you. Oh my god! Now you're going to be going into jail forever. <laughs> God, well... It's a so, wonderful life, as long as you get rid of all the blue people. 
God damn it. Well, so this cop, uh, he starts aggressive and he's just like, well, what are you... What are you boys doing here? Wild chain of events coming Yeah, up. this yeah, entire really sequence is. is just fucking surreal. It's super weird. Uh, the cop is just like, what are you kids doing here at a diner in the middle of nowhere at 745 at night? Not a bad question. Yeah. yeah great question. Other question. What the fuck are you doing here? The weird bus left us here. <laughs> Are you I mean, here to pick is... up after the weird bus? Is this a thing you yeah. do? This is the first time that Doug and Skeeter have been treated like actually the rage, though, as opposed to being like probably in high school. So, I mean, this is sort of consistent with yeah. the universe. Uh, and yeah, they're, they're told, they're just like, man, what are you doing here? Uh, and they're just like, oh, yeah, we were trying to get to this Beats concert. And they're like, and the, the cop is like, oh, you mean the one in Bloatsburg? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, well, why didn't you say so? I'm the sheriff of Bloatsburg. Why am I here? And, Question and, intensifies. Yeah, this <laughs> isn't Bloatsburg. This is 20 miles out of Bloatsburg. Uh, There's a bunch of uh, civic unrest in Bloatsburg right now, and I decided it would be best to keep the peace out of town. There are people who, have, yeah. uh, who know my name, know my face, and have reason to believe that I might be responsible for some things. Well... So he tells them, I'll take you there. Why? And he turns his <laughs> sirens on. <laughs> like, it he is an emergency. To the concert. <laughs> I've got literally nothing else going on. And you guys will provide you know my alibi for whatever the hell it is that I was <laughs> out here in the first place for. Yeah, this is the emergency that I came out here for, because there were some missing kids, I guess, that I definitely came in response to, not just happened upon. Yeah. And I, and so he has his sirens on, and they're on the way, and he turns out, in another moment of serendipity, that he grew up with the Beats. I'm a Beathead from the time they were making basement tapes. In my basement! They have English accents. From which we can <laughs> conclude. Very important. Like, last episode, we did theorize that there was some kind of English people containment unit. We've met their chief <laughs> officer. Oh, this shit. This man was in charge of keeping the beats from breaching containment. Unfortunately, yeah. he failed in that duty. They broke out. They became megastars. And now he hides in diners for fear of the horrible <laughs> creation and what it has wrought upon the world. Oh my god. That said, he... Yeah. I have this theory out that far. I still have trouble with, so why the fuck is he bringing Doug and Skeeter to go see them? I don't fucking know. Uh, okay, I got you. So... He says, so he says all that stuff, and he, one of the other things that he says is, hey, you know that song, Where's My Sock? Well, that sock was my sock. So maybe they use that sock to break out. And ah. then the, and, and, and this officer has been in exile since then because his sock led to the escape of the Beats. And now he's like, well, this is my chance to finally do something about it. He's been in exile from Bloatsburg, and he's been wearing the uniform still just because it makes him feel powerful still and 
So he's been in exile, and now he's like, but I remember my duty. And so he turns on his sirens. He drives straight there. And we'll find out that once they get there, the kids pile out of the car, and they don't see the officer ever again. So maybe the officer is, like, circling and trying to find his way in for his, like, tactical recapture. Yes. I think think they had to make it a cop just because uh, if they just made it a stranger, this would undo, like, 20 years of stranger danger programming. Yeah. Yeah. That's alternately that, honestly, they could have made. You know how you would have fixed this? Make it Doug's aunt, you dumbasses. <laughs> You've established somebody who lives in Bloatsburg and does weird shit. She was filming something for her shitty chill public access TV show. I don't care. Do you have a in here? But that guy didn't write that episode, and he only references his own work. True. Uh, and also, and yeah, like you say, Sam, like you think that this is, they just had to make it a cop because I think that's, that's what they wanted to do with the trucker thing. That's why they set up the trucker character because they were like, oh, she's going to give him a ride there now because now that they're friends and now that like, oh, she realizes that maybe all not all beat fans are bad. She'll be like, oh, I'll take you there on a wild truck adventure. But they were like, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that. Should have kids <laughs> get in the back of a stranger's truck. Yeah. In, yeah. In order to go to a concert. 20 miles away yeah <laughs> so that's probably why they did it but yeah also um, alternatively it's because he this officer is trying to recapture his former glory yes <laughs> oh man okay but so they make they make it they pass a sign that says tw- 20 miles or 20 miles to Bloatsburg, and they, they say the concert starts in 20 minutes, but I, I think they started late, and so they're, they're like, blazing down there, they're blazing down the road, and uh, then they get there, and they pile out of the car, and uh, they, they don't say bye to the officer, and he's never seen again, and they go, oh, no, we left the tickets at the diner. Why did you take the tickets out of your pockets? Like, why? Uh-huh. Like... There wasn't even any setup for this. This is just okay. They didn't yeah, they didn't show the tickets coming out or anything. It's just like, no. well, I guess that happened. Like again, just a weird arc of tension here, just like tension is generated, immediately dispelled. Tension is generated, immediately dispelled. Tension is generated, yeah. immediately dispelled. We are now at the last iteration of this. Tension is generated. <laughs> we left behind the tickets for some fucking reason. <laughs> They also didn't pay for their food. Uh, and so, like, maybe what they could have done is, like, when they're, like, handing the bills over, they could have, like, accidentally had the tickets in there, too, and they drop out when they hand them the dollars or something. I I don't know, man, but it's it's fine. <laughs> they don't have the tickets. Uh, and so... Well, the solution is free child labor. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, Doug, As it is Doug for so many a, other things. Doug has a brilliant idea... Uh, that, he, that that the roadies are here and they are unloading into into a baseball stadium. This is a massive baseball stadium. Uh, and they Doug has an idea. What if we help the roadies? What if we unload this like ten thousand dollars speaker for the roadies as eleven year olds? Let these children do it. <laughs> Let's give them free backstage passes to do it. To do definitely something that isn't worth the liability. <laughs> Just they, wild. Also, they, yeah, they, yeah they, there's they, nobody else sitting around outside who might be wanting to do that who, I don't know, would get you less in trouble for child labor laws. 
and also be would be less of a liability for dropping your expensive equipment, right? Like, is this a better solution to this? But whatever, Doug's the only one, uh, and they they let him take the equipment in in exchange for backstage passes, and they watch the show from behind the stadium. They they they. They do it, and they, they... And also, like, as they're unloading, like, Doug is like, oh boy, I'm holding this, like, famous guitar, and I don't know, like... And people see them doing this. The people who are on the bus can see them doing this from the stadium. Uh-huh. And, and also, hold on, and also there's a sign. This is a baseball stadium. There is a sign for the honkers. The, the honkers are the <laughs> elementary school team. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's... It's very good. it's very wild the entire it's, everything going into the diner is just insane <laughs> just bad shit this uh, actually is a fever dream episode it really is uh and then oh boy doug and cedar get to meet the beats again, again. <laughs> wow i've never done they this did. before Again, again, the solution to this is have a second band. <laughs> like, it takes care of everything. Kids like more than one band. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they get to meet the Beats again, and the Beats don't remember them and just, like, shove them out of the way. <laughs> get on my way, losers. <laughs> they step on their feet and push Duck out of the way. <laughs> Wendy Nespot touched my shoulder. That's nothing. Flounder stepped on my foot. <laughs> and, and oh boy, that's... They sing the song called Shout Your Lungs Out. Which isn't half bad, honestly. Yeah, that's probably the best beat song. That's what I'm doing at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah. I need more allowance sucks shit. This one is actually, okay, this is a solid rock adjacent. Like, I could believe this with a couple of adjustments being released as an actual rock song. That's a Ramon. Right. It's a Ramon song. It's absolutely yeah. a Ramon oh, yeah. song. Yeah. And that's it. They, uh, the Doug Morrill that we... How's it going? That he talks about in the end of this is how it's funny that your biggest adventure can turn into something even better when you mess up, even though we almost missed the show four times. And God himself <sighs> interceded each separate time to save our asses. Thank God yeah. we got these free backstage passes for uh, being roadies. I guess. And, like, I mean, okay... Outside of this plot being a disaster, that's not the worst moral. It's the moral of being like that the journey can be better than the destination. Yeah, right. And, sure, and the, okay. it's possible. <laughs> like, I don't think that's the. I think the, the good interpretation of the moral here is concerts are a lot of fun. Just because <laughs> you have, just because you encounter difficulty on your path somewhere, doesn't mean you won't enjoy it when you get there, and that's worthwhile. The fact that the method to arrive at it is God will reach down from heaven and swipe all obstacles out of your way through no fault of your own. Like, <laughs> Mr. Jenkins, 
Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. they really should have made the tickets fake. That would have been so good. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, oh, and they could have even, like, Roger found them at the diner somehow, and then he tries to get in, and, oh, no, the tickets are fake, and the cop arrests him. <laughs> <laughs> the cop's not going to arrest Roger. He knows his co-worker's son. Right, yeah, he tries to arrest him, and then Roger's dad calls in a favor. <laughs> Thin blue line, oh, no. funny. <laughs> That's what he says. I mean, oh, Doug's Jesus. definitely a blue lives matter guy. This yep. is true. Yeah, that's a good point. Thank you for uh, your service, Roger, sir. Right. Thank you, sir. Please uh, spit on me. God. Man, and so okay, and one other thing, specifically in that moral, Doug calls out that they almost missed the show four times. I could count three. I could count that the tickets were sold out. That they missed, that they that they got on the bus and the bus left them there, and then they left the tickets at the diner. I think you're missing the one that they skipped over in the middle of. Our parents won't give us permission slips. Suddenly we have permission slips. Got it. Or or maybe it's that. Oh, how are we gonna get there? And Skeeter immediately says the bus. Yeah. Like, I, that's the only like because there's yeah, like three distinct ones. Yeah. Unless I, unless they just miscounted, which is a distinct possibility given their. Uh, <laughs> Uh, translation of how many minutes are in an yeah, hour. <laughs> yeah. Look, we had four. That's the number that comes after two, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, that's 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 how many hours are in a day. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I worry that the show is a little too nitpicky, but like fifty minutes in an hour is just like chef kiss. <laughs> I know. It's so perfect. Oh my Today, god. Today there are 50 minutes an hour. Tomorrow there will be 62. And you always <laughs> end up at the diner. Every time you wake <laughs> up you're at the diner. <laughs> right. Until you're old. <laughs> yeah, like Skeeter. It's not bad old Stephen Skeeter. King. It's plaza just like the grand house day, but you're just in a diner. <laughs> <laughs> and you're now old, you're old Skeeter. Skeeter. Wasn't this a plot point in Twin Peaks or some shit? <laughs> I don't know. I never watched it obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I don't watch good things. Yeah. I only watch Captain EO. <laughs> Captain EO is like Twin Peaks. I will not be explaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Sam, you said you only watch good things, like Captain That's EO right. in the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> Check them out on Disney+. Plus. Captain EO oh, or on YouTube. Star Wars Disney special. All the Star Wars Disney special. Is, a, Star- is the Star Wars Christmas special on Disney+. Plus? I there's no, no way they disavowed that. that thing immediately. George Lucas would have paid an extra couple billion dollars to kill it. Yeah, it was never released on VHS. Much of the same says that Jim Jenkins paid a couple extra million dollars to make sure that uh, the original run of Doug would not be on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, well, he wanted it to be on there. Disney did not. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, do you guys got anything else on this episode? This one was a wild, crazy, wild. Just a wild episode. This one was just an absolutely incoherent train wreck. I feel like the next episode is going to be a disappointment. Right? Uh, No, I watched it. It's also pretty good. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Well, until then, join us next time for another wild episode. Uh, Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you in a fifth of an hour.